Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. We thank you, O oh God, for your presence, O oh Lord, and my master. Oh, the glorious God. Thank you this morning, O oh Father of oh God. We subject ourselves, O oh Lord, and my master, God, unto you, O oh God. For it is you that speaketh to Father, O oh God. As you speak it to Father, O God, we pray our hearts, O Lord, my Master, O God, will be here in the Lord. To hear thy word, O Lord, my Master, O God, understand them, O Father. Comprehend, O Father, O God, as you speak it, O Lord. That we will see our way through you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We thank God. Amen. Sometimes it's, 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 it's a place where you don't want to live. Amen. And it's, it's, it's different from other atmospheres that I have witnessed. Amen. But we thank God. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Today we, we will look at some few things. We will look at um, called by purpose. Amen. And we want to look at we have some key scriptures there. We are looking at Romans 8, 1 to 39. It's a long read, but we'll be breaking it. So invariably, we'll have some few sessions. Maybe this, this week, uh, that is this Sunday, we'll do a part of it. God willing, next week, we will do a part of it. And then hopefully, we might finish in two weeks. If not in two weeks, we will not rush through it. If not in two weeks, we will try and see if we are able to do it in three weeks. Amen. And then we have Romans 1, 1 to 17. We have Ephesians 1, 4. And then 2 Timothy 1, 8 to 10. So if you want to note the readings, so that if you go home, you have some time to read through them and try and then comprehend onto some of the things we might be discussing. Amen. Now, most of the things that we are looking at, uh, we are saying that was written out by Apostle Paul. Amen. So we will consider the following areas. Um, who has called? Amen. Who has called? We'll look at... Who has called? We'll look at um, who he has called. So we'll look at who has he called. Amen. So who has called obviously will be different from who has he called. Amen. And um, we'll try and find out has he empowered those called? Then we'll look at why has he called? And how he has called? Then are there rewards for the call? The nature of the rewards. And why rewards? Why reward those who are called? Amen. Amen. In, in our present day, we have to find um, purpose to our living. Amen. And in, in searching for a purpose for a living, you have to dig a bit more to really go deeper into areas that will help you to realize you as a human being and expand the full scope of, of the purpose for which you are called. Amen. 
you, you, would, you would realize that in normal life, we are called. Now, what, what do I mean by in normal life, we are called? In normal life, I say we are called, right? We are called to a certain kind of service. So, you have been called, more or less, to render a service. Either to yourself, if you have, if you have a family, to your family. If you have your children, to your children. And then, it, 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 it goes beyond that service responsibility, where then you are thinking of, if, if, if I have a responsibility, then how do I take care of my responsibilities? Now, sometimes if you have a home, you look at the responsibilities of the home. If you don't have a home and perhaps it's, you, are, you are single and, and you, are, you are maybe thinking of yourself, then you have to think of how to fend for yourself. Amen. Now, in, in fending for yourself, you realize that in, in the normal scheme of things, Right, we have a certain age by which you are expected to be able to either defend yourself or fend for yourself, or somebody who will fend for you. Amen. Now, if somebody has to fend for you, then the person who has to fend for you will then have to think of how to fend for you. Because if I am a parent and I have a son who wants a calculator. And he comes to me and says, well, I need a calculator. And of course, and then he's asking me for a calculator. So I have to then think of how to provide a calculator. Are you getting the point? So you have to then think of how to fend for that person. Now, in, in doing so, how am I going to do it? I need also to more or less be rendering a service that would reward me. And out of that reward, I will be able then to fend for somebody else. Now, without the reward, obviously, then how am I going to fend for somebody else? So, so, we are always called to a service where we are conscious of the fact that we have to find a way of fending for ourselves. And, and, and for those that depend on us. So, so in normal life, you would always realize that you would have work to do. Now, work to do in terms of now, you have to be able to then have a clear distinction of what kind of work do I have to do and who do I render that kind of service to? Now, um, in terms of fending for yourself, you have to be, maybe perhaps either you are employed or, 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 or self-employed. If you look at um, the categorizations that um, HMRC has, you will realize that in, in, when it comes to those things, you are either employed or self-employed. Those two categories. Now, if, if you are, are self-employed, then that means you have employed yourself. And then they will go on further to ask you, so if you've employed yourself, do you earn an income? If you earn an income, then we want to discuss your income, your income with you. Because we need a certain portion of your income to fend, to fend, to take care of the environment in which you find yourself. After we've provided you with streets, we've given you lights, we are providing you gas. We are providing you, I mean, certain free kind of uh, facilities here and there, which you need to pay for, so you have to pay for it. So out of the reward that you get for yourself, you'll be able to then be able to part with some of that particular income you are getting, or that reward to sort of deal with the kind of uh, um, responsibilities that the nation will have. Now, if, if you are not um, self-employed, then, then you will be employed by someone. You will either be employed by the government, or a, a, a private entity, or, or a corporate entity, 
or an entity that has been set up by a group of people that is being managed by a group of people, right? And they also provide a certain kind of reward. And you realize that if, if, if you belong to that group, anytime you pick a pay slip, they've done something from it. They've, they've done something there. They've deducted something. Something, I said, something. They've taken something out of it. But you work for that, right? Now, what they are taking out of whatever, <laughs> whatever your reward is over a certain period of time, right, is a statutory deduction. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that by law, you would have to pay, whether you like it or not, as long as you belong to the land and you are working within the land. Same as somebody who is also self-employed, you have to pay for that money, Right? And you will see that you have your tax going out of it, and then you have your national insurance going out of it. They are two separate what? And then, and then, and then, um, um, I, mean, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that by, by law, that's what is going to happen. And you, you, you can't do much about it. Now, realize that governments are able to do that. Why are they able to do that? They are able to do that because of what they have provided unto you one way or the other. Now, not one thing. They have not provided you life. The government hasn't provided you life. What the government provided, or what your employer, or the one who has called you, what they provided, right, is the service you are rendering to them and the environment in which within you have to, you have to render that particular service. However, they don't care about how you come to work one way or the other in terms of whether you have life or not. That's not, that's not their problem. They don't care about that. But my employer doesn't really think of, if I'm alive, I'm alive. If I'm dead, I'm dead. And if I'm dead, they'll find somebody else to replace me immediately, right? And perhaps the best I'll get is what, um, um, death benefits. If you're lucky, you're, 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 you're working for a good organization. If you're working for yourself, you're dead, you're dead and gone. So whatever you have then will belong to maybe a family, somebody will inherit it. And if you have two or more or three or, or, or more children, if you're not too careful, when it comes to the inheritance, there will be a fight. Now, what am I really driving at? What I'm trying to say is that we are all called to render a kind of service, whether we like it or not. Now, we are easily moved to render that service because that service we are going to render, we expect that there will be something that will be coming out of that service that we are rendering, and out of that service, we, we, we will get a kind of reward that will help our livelihood, more or less. Because if I have that reward... I'll be able to buy bread, I'll be able to buy water, I'll be able to buy, pay my electricity, I'll be able to pay my gas, I'll be able to, I mean, it will help me move around, I'll be able to buy my, my nice clothes and all that kind of things I want to do. Now, I see that and I'm attracted to it, the reward. So I, 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 I easily move and sway myself to that area because I will be rewarded and somebody will reward me. And notice one thing, that even out of that reward that comes, that I run out of service, there is a statutory or a mandatory tax that will come out of that thing to as well. That tells you that you are not on your own. Someone is also providing something. Now, I want to look at who calls. Now, I'm looking at it from, from this angle where the one who has called in this particular um, scenario I am giving is my employer. My employer has called me. And my employer will set the time I have to come to work. My employer will tell me you have to be, work, be at work at a certain time, maybe a certain number of hours, and, and, and by law, by statute, each and every one of us 
is if you are healthy, you are supposed to work for a minimum of eight hours in a day. And then during the course of the work, they will grant you a break. Amen. And it's all worked out. So you provide that service, and out of that service, within a stipulated number of hours, you'll be rewarded for it. Now, you will realize that we are so happy to do that job. If I say now that I have a job, right, and I'm offering that job at £120,000 a month. Exaggeration, isn't it? Let me be more real. I, I, I say I'm offering that job for £120,000 a year. And I put it out there. And I say that those who would apply for that job would work for only six hours in a day. What do you think will happen? You will see the number of applications that will come through the door. What are, they, what are they interested in? They are interested in the reward and the fact that the number of hours that they would have to work is less than other corporate entities that expect them to work for eight hours. So they'll be running through it. The point I'm making is that something will draw you whether you like it or not. Something will pull you whether you like it or not. However, if I put the same job out there, perhaps in another jurisdiction, right, and I say that I am offering 10,000 pounds a year for that same job, you will see the number of people, again, who would apply for that same job. And in the two scenarios I'm looking at, you realize that for the first one, the one twenty thousand pounds a year, you can get about, for, for, for discussion's sake, maybe thousand applications. And then for the ten thousand pounds, you will get how many applications? Perhaps two or three. Right? Now, what, why do you think that will happen? That will happen because of the consideration or the reward that has been attached to the job that has been assigned by the one who has called. So if I am the employer, I am the one calling you. I am telling you that come and work for me. And if you work for me, I have, I have a, a, a clear um, job description, right? And sometimes you look at the job description and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do this. This falls within my remit. I can do that. I can do that. I have my dad, dad, dad. And then you tailor your, your CVs to convince the employer that you have well experienced in this particular area. You can do the job better than everybody else to merit the 120,000 pounds. You see some of those schemes on television. Right? And then they, they, they audition and you see a lot of people going for those auditions. Right? And if you look at the X factors and stuff like that, I mean, you, 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 at the end of the whole program, there's a reward for so, so much millions of pounds, isn't it? To, to, for you to start a recording, a recording label. I mean, you, you do something like that. And then you see how we queue up, how we line up for those jobs. What is attracting us is the reward attached to the job and the fact that it will make you famous one way or the other. Something really is attracting you to a particular job. Now, I want us to realize that once you are moving to that job, right, somebody has called you, somebody is, is deciding one way or the other and influencing your thinking. You know, your thinking is now swaying you to that particular environment because that has a, a, a very good consideration that you think, oh, that will solve my problems. And that, that will determine the kind of house you buy. That will determine the kind of car you drive. That will determine the kind of people you want to move with. That will determine the kind of people you want to associate yourself with. Why? Because you have a kind of reward that lifts you into a particular environment. And if you look at our environment, 
If you stay at places like maybe Chelsea and Westminster, SW1, SW2, the postcodes, those things tells you, well, these guys are rich, these guys are poor, this, those kind of segregation. So if you earn that level of money, clearly to shift you to another group of SW something, isn't it? Powerful area. Amen. But we are talking about God. Now, the scenarios I'm giving here, I'm trying to let us all realize that don't let us be fooled. Something will call you. Something will call you. Oh, somebody say, oh, nothing calls me. <laughs> don't deceive yourself. Something will call you. What will call and what you move you depends on the price that has been attached or the reward that has been attached to that particular thing that is calling. Amen. And the callers, they know how to attract. Amen. Callers know how to attract. And, and, and the attraction is by the fringe benefits attached to what the caller is trying or the kind of base that they are throwing in there to attract you. Amen. And some they will say, we'll give you a free bus pass. Or we'll give you a free travel. We'll give you a, a free this. We'll give you a free that. Or we'll pay for this. Or we'll pay for that. Or we'll pay for your, uh, your, your children's fee. We will, we will pay for, if you have how many children you have? If you have three of them, we'll pay for one. If you have four, we'll pay for two. I mean, that kind of, they, they, they try and negotiate with you, one way or the other, to attract you. Amen. So, I, I am looking at someone who is calling. And that caller is your employer. And, and, and why is the person calling? The person is calling because they expect you to come and, render a particular service that falls within, let's say, the vision of that particular caller. Amen. So if our vision is to reach out to, let's say, uh, um, 1,000 people, and, and by consideration we realize that we need um, 1,000 people to do that job, then even if we employ 1,000, one-to-one. And then we'll pay the 1,000, isn't it? Now, if, if, if the job is not, is, 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 is in the code, is, is sometimes very difficult, you know. <laughs> so, if, if, if you're not rewarding well, then you can just imagine the number of people who will come for that job. I mean, they wouldn't come for that job. Amen. So, what really attracts humans, right, is the conditions attached. Isn't it? The conditions attached. So every caller, in terms of every employer, now knows that. But I want us to realize something. That all that we are, we, we, we are doing, it pertains to one area. And the Bible says that, in, 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 I mean, um, those of us who do mathematics, we like sort of, kind of. Um, the Bible says that a false balance is an abomination unto the Lord. So we are like, if we have an equation, we are looking at what is on the left and what is on the right. So, so in terms of balance, you have to make sure that what is on the, right, on, on the left is equal to what is on the right or is equivalent to what is on the right, isn't it? Now, what does it mean? It means that if I have 10 here, I have 10 there. If I, the weight is 2, the weight is 2, that kind of thing, one way or the other. So it's balanced. Now, I want us to notice one thing, that we should balance it. Now, how are we balancing it? You are clearly aware that if you're in prayer course, you will go. But I want to show you one other person who also calls. And the person who calls 
is what I want you to realize. That's why we said that who has called. Now, I have looked at who has called in terms of your employer or you are calling yourself to be self-employed. Amen. But that is one way of it. Now, I will show you a, a simple reward that's attached to this call. One of the simplest rewards that you can clearly identify is the fact that you can see me today. There are some who might not see me. Amen. And they will forever not see me. Why? Because you are not living. But if you are living, I want you to realize that there has been someone who had paid a price to make you live. A price has been paid to make you live. And the price that has been paid, no value can be placed on that price. It's extremely important for you to know. So I want to bring that sharply to our attention. That if you can breathe today, that the color I will talk about has provided you with an oxygen. That you breathe today, that goes through your lungs. And it goes through your brains and gives you life to survive. If the color decides to hold it right now, you will be surprised. Life in itself will be seized. And what you think you can go to the other employer to end will be terminated immediately within the twinkle of an eye. I, 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 I have been by the side of someone who is dying before. So I know the difference. I, I stood by my own brother. He said, hold my hand. I held his hand. And we were, we were talking normal. But the doctors have said he's got a few hours to go. And, and, and you know what? Because we were talking, I was like, oh, this will pass away. It's like, these guys, they don't know what they're talking about. And sometimes when you're praying, I was saying, it's like God is about to do a miracle. But, but strangely enough, within, the, I mean, within like the, a, a, a few 15 minutes, I noticed that something is changing. I am breathing the same air in the same room in which we all find ourselves. But you know what? I am telling you something. I'm saying, I'm saying that something was changing. He was lying on his bed and he said, everything is gone dark. And I said, you must be joking. Nothing is dark. I can see clearly. I see everything. He said, no, initially I was seeing something on the wall. I can't see that thing anymore. And I said, that thing is still there. He said, but I can't see it anymore. But his eyes are open. I'm thinking, what is going on? Yesterday, that picture came back to me again. Church, today, I am living. The one I'm talking about is my senior brother. He is not living anymore. The difference is the air that I was breathing and his that was taking. So if you see yourself sitting today, I know that the one I will introduce to you that has called is the one who had given you that life. And you must be reminded and made aware that the life that you have, don't take it for granted because there's a service for which he has called. Amen. So let's, let's quickly look at 2 Timothy 1. Amen. Precious, you want to be a reader today. You have been called. I called you on purpose to let you see that you've been called. Amen. 
Amen. Start from one. But you know how I do it this time, don't you? Second <laughs> um, Timothy 1. From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by yeah. God's will. Yeah. Okay. So, so hold on there. I'll read mine. I'll mention the name. Right? Earlier, I, I, I told you, Paul did some few discussions I think I want us to consider. And, and he mentioned his name. He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the command of God, our Savior, and of Christ Jesus, our hope. Amen. Now, what I want you to note is that the name you saw there, we're going like for like. Now, I pick Paul, right? Because I'll do a comparison. And sometimes, I'll start in, 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 in certain level of discussion, levels of discussion where we try to compare, and some will say, well, I am not like Matthew. Because Matthew sat with Christ. I want you to realize that you did not sit with Christ. And, and if you did not sit with Christ, I'm giving you someone who also didn't sit with Christ. So I'm making a comparison. I want to make that clear. Right? And, and we will come to a time where we will talk about those who sat with Christ. But not this man. His name is Paul. And the Paul I'm talking about did not sit with Christ. Amen. And I believe that here today, none of us sat with Christ. The way Christ was introduced to Paul is the same way Christ has been introduced to each and every one of us. And the same man is saying something here. He's saying that, my name is Paul. I am an apostle of who? Of Jesus Christ. By the command of God. By the command of God. I gave you a command that you see on your pay slip. The command of the ruler. Amen. Oh, the command of the ruler. You have nothing to do. They will take their tax whether you like it or not. If you like, don't pay your tax, you will go and sleep in that jail like Boris. Amen. Amen. By the command of your ruler. Now, Paul is giving a command, right? And he is stating clearly that by the command of God, our Savior and of Christ Jesus... Our hope. Our hope. Look, if, if your hope is that your employer, who is the one who has called, will meet all your needs, you would not strike. You will not go on the streets. You will not come up for more. Now, the hope that is being expressed there is the kind of hope that satisfies all needs without any exception, without any thinking twice where you think that it's insufficient. That's why he said, our hope, our hope, our hope, our hope. And the one he's referring to is the one who has called. Amen. And he put rightly, he said, the one who has called is God, our Savior. Jesus Christ, our hope. Amen. And he was talking to Timothy in this salutation. Amen. Amen. 
Now, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to make us aware that if you are hearing my voice today, I want you to be clear that you have been called. Now, I'll show you who has called you. The one who Paul is talking about here is the same one who has called you. Paul says, I am an apostle of Christ, Jesus. So Jesus has called you. Why would Jesus call you? He will call you because his father had called him. Yeah. That's why he will call you. And, and why would God call his son? He will call his son because there is a service that needs to be rendered. Just like you need to render a service for a reward. You will also render that service for a reward. And like the employer, you will notice that they will have a vision that they need to accomplish one way or the other. So they will need to employ. And Christ, in his vision, also needs to employ people. So he will also call. So if God has called him, and he has yielded to the call, then he also needs people to work with. So he will also call people to work with. And one of those he called is Paul. And Paul realized that, that I have been called. I will ask you, do you realize that you have been called? Do you realize that you have been called? Amen. Amen. Do you want to read the four for me? I remember, oh, 2 Timothy 1, verse 4. I remember that you cried for me. I want very much to see you so that I can be filled with joy. Is that four? Mm -hmm. Say it again. I remember that you cried for me. Is that your voice? Yeah, I, think. I remember that you cried for me. Thank you. I want very much to see you so that I can be filled with joy. Amen. Go on. I remember your true faith. That kind of faith first belonged to your grandmother, Lois, and to your mother, Eunice. Hold on. <laughs> Do you hear what Paul is saying? Do you hear what Paul is saying? Church, Paul is talking to Timothy. Amen. And he wants people to realize that you've been called to do this work. You've been called to render this service. And don't forget that the call I'm talking about, that call is the same call that your grandmother responded to. It's the same call your mother, Eunice, responded to. Paul is saying something here. He wants the man to realize that it is not by accident that you are finding yourself where you are today. But it has been defined and predestined by God. And we'll talk about the predestination. It's not by chance. I want you to know that if you are sitting here today, you are called. Look, the one who has called has predestined to call you. He knows you already. He has divined that he will call you. And he knows exactly why he would call you. Why he would call you. Why he should call you. For a reward as well. Just like your employer. If an employer calls you 8 a.m., you will, you, will, you will not wake up at 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. What is he talking about? I know exactly what I'm talking about. 
If my employer wants me to be in the office by 8 a.m., I will see Emanuela running around. Oh, we have to, I have to, I have to get to the office by, I have to, I have to and, and, and you know, I watch her quietly, I watch her closely. And, and those things minister to me. It tells me, look at the one who has called. Look at the reception to the one who has called. And look at someone's attitude towards the one who has called. They don't want to be late. Why? Because perhaps if they are late, a kind of reward might be deducted from their salary. Or they will jeopardize their salary. One way or the other. Somebody has called. Look at the response to that. I'm talking about someone also who has called. Let's see the response to ours. Amen. I want us to realize that. She will leave the house around a certain time. Everything well calculated. She has to leave perhaps an hour before to make the time. I see that young man there. Sometimes I'll be lying in bed. And I hear him rushing through the door. Oh, mommy, you want to close the door behind me? He's going, he's, where? he's going to school. He wants to get to school by a certain time. He doesn't want to be late because he's been late a couple of times and he was, he was punished for being late. And maybe now he has realized that I don't have to be late anymore. I have to be there around a certain time. I'm talking about God. He has also called you. You think of his work. You care about his work. You, you give the, the kind of same response to his work. You realize that, that he has called you. Do you know that he has called you? Or you think perhaps because he's not lining your pockets with those kind of pounds you see, those ones are paper money. They're printed here in this country. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you something. That reward that the Lord I'm talking about will give you has nothing, that recompense I'm talking about is nowhere near compared to that paper you are rushing and running to. It's nowhere near. Nowhere. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. But look at our response. Look at our attitude towards our response. Look at how we rush for that. And we don't want to lose an iota of the reward that comes from those who have called us. But when it comes to the God who had called us, sometimes it's full of excuses. Full of excuses. Amen. Amen. So Paul wants Timothy to realize that Timothy, where you are, you have been called. And if you have been called, it does not come with excuses. So I'll make you clearly aware of the one who has called you. And I'll make you aware that he has called you for a particular purpose. And you have to walk in that purpose without looking to the left or looking to the right. Amen. Amen. Let's look at seven. This, shall we? Yeah. The spirit God gave us does not make us afraid. His spirit is a source of power and love and self-control. Amen. Hold it there. I'll read the seven. They want, they want to be teachers. Am I reading, am I reading Timothy? Yeah, second Timothy 1. Sorry, I'm at one. I'm at one. Clearly, this one, I don't know if it's wrong. Amen. Amen. Because you are reading for me, I'm, I'm becoming lazy. Amen. I don't like myself like that. Amen. Okay, thank you. I'll start from six. He said, for this reason, I remind you. Amen. That's what I actually want. For this reason, I remind you. That means you know already. So I know I'm not telling you anything new. I know we all know already. But I'm reminding us. For this reason, 
I remind you. For this reason, I remind each and every one of us for this reason. That for the caller you run to every day, every morning, there is another caller who is much more supreme and powerful and mightier than the one you respond to on a single daily basis. And watch out because he has a reward and it's that life that you think you don't have time for when you wake up. Even talk to the one who gives you life. Sometimes it's a problem. You know why? Because the other caller had called. And you have to respond to the other caller's call. So you don't have time to even say, hello God. Thank you this morning for making sure at least that my eyes are open. And at least my eyes are open to go and see the second caller. To respond to the call of the second caller. But you run away from the first caller. And you run away from the first caller, you realize that you are still going. And going and going. And he looks at you and still spares you. He knows that you are ignorant. And perhaps you have no idea what you are doing. So you need to be reminded. You need to be reminded. You need to be reminded. Amen. We need to be reminded. 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 Look, we, 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 we have to realize that we have to balance the equation. We have to balance the equation. A false balance is an abomination. But watch. We have an assignment we are doing. The corrupted wisdom. The corrupted wisdom. The corrupted wisdom. Amen. The corrupted wisdom. Watch it carefully. The corrupted wisdom. There is a wisdom that talks about forming a balance. There will be a wisdom that will not help you to see the areas to balance. Do you get that? Do you get that? Look. I don't know how to say it. A balance. You see, in law, if you've done law before, you have to study to show yourself approved unto God, right? You don't have to learn. You really have to learn. Look, we have to learn. We have to learn. We have to give ourselves to learning. Read here and there. Read, 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 read. Go into the areas of study. Go into them. Read about them. You see, in law, when you see that show they hold, it's a balance. You see one there and one there. Do you, do you, you see those small, small, and I need What's he telling you? And it's always swinging there, and it should be balanced. Once one feels more than the other, it creates a false balance. And God is saying, no, I don't want that false balance. And I'm telling us that if we are working with God, he knows that he doesn't want, false, he doesn't want the false balance. So balance it well. That's what I'm reminding us. You can respond to the color of the day. Respond to the color of life. Amen. 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 I'll read mine. Still be there, don't worry. Yeah? Amen. Six. So for this reason, I remind, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Can you see the color? So who has called? Now he went on to say, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God did not give us the spirit of timidity. <laughs> you see, God has not given you that spirit that makes you fear that when you are led to work, your salary will be deducted. That is why you don't want to be late. It's a spirit of timidity that holds. But God has not given us a spirit of timidity. But it's that spirit of excellence to know that yes, I don't have to be late. 
to the one that pays me the 120,000 pounds. Of course, I don't have also to give any excuse to the one who gives me life that cannot be valued even more than 120,000 pounds. I'm talking about creating the balance. So I have to remind us. Amen. So Paul went on to say, for this reason, you hear me saying that, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. I will ask each and every member here, do you have a gift of God? If you have a gift of God, then you are called. Amen. So fan that gift. Don't put that flame under the chair. Don't put that flame somewhere else. Don't put that flame in ashes. But fan that flame. Fan that flame. When you see that flame fanning, you will see a kind of blue flame coming out. It tells you how hot your flame would be. Amen. If you don't, you don't see that blue thing, then your flame is getting flameless. Fan it. Amen. Amen. But the spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner. His prisoner. I like that one. Of me, his prisoner. Prisoner. Amen. Somebody had been to prison because of this. Amen. But join with me in suffering for the gospel. <laughs> Amen. God help us. God help us. Amen. He's, the man is talking about suffering, you know. And he's suffering a reward. Yes, it's a reward. He's, he's suffering a reward. Yes, it's a reward. Why is it a reward? It's a reward because after all, if you come to church, who pays you? You sitting down here, you are not marked. Okay. Are you marked by where you are sitting? Are you marked? You are not marked. If you spend the same hours at McDonald's, will you be marked? Will you realize it in your bank account? Are you realizing something in your bank account? The difference is no. So why would he be here? Why would he be here? Because it's a Sunday. It's not marked. There is no reward. Nobody pays you. If you go to McDonald's right now, for the same number of hours you spent here, McDonald's will pay you. And he was telling me that his, his salary has been increased. Now it's 10 pounds, you said, isn't it? How much? Sorry? Increased by 25p. Listen, the guy is he, he's very much aware of the, even the detail. He thinks of the difference that had come on that money. The difference is 25p. And if you multiply it by 25p, by the number of hours you are working, you will realize that 25p in an hour is 25p. In two hours, is 50p. In four hours, it's one solid pound. That has added up to what you were earning already. And you are amassing the pounds. So you are lining your pocket. You are making the money. What I'm talking about, I'm talking about the prisoner, somebody who is in prison and not earning anything. God, why do you want to follow this? Why, why do you want to follow this? Why do I want to follow this? In my normal reason, in my normal rational thinking. Why would I want to do that? Church, why, why do you want to do that? Why? I'm asking why. No, why, why? Why on earth do I want to do that? Look, I have. Look, I don't look. My father said to me one day, "Buddy, you know what? You have to school well because when I'm on pension, I'll depend on what comes into your pocket. 
Right? And you know what he said to me? He said, I, I was sitting down one midnight. He said, I, I pray that the number of hours you spend will not be in vain. And he touched my shoulder. When my father passed away, I'm not earning the amount of money I'm earning today. So invariably, in normal real terms, I haven't rewarded him well enough. He's gone down six feet. But look at the toil he put in. The amount of money to take me through school. All he wanted me to do is to have a comfortable and a very good living. And the next thing I'm saying to myself is that I'm not earning those money anymore. Or it's like, it's like the money doesn't make any difference to me anymore. I'm telling you, I also know it makes a difference in our life. It makes a huge difference in our life. But it depends on how you are forging a balance and realizing that there is another caller and that other caller also will reward you according to the number of hours you spend before him. The number of hours you would go to prison for, he would even reward you. Prison doesn't make any difference to him. Because in prison, who pays you? But yet somebody saw a reason even to go to prison and still work for the caller I'm talking about. I don't know about me. I don't know about us. I'm talking about the caller. And I said the caller, the name of the caller is God through his son. And his son is giving us work to do. And that is why he has also called. And he has called us, called us, called us. But anytime you hear the call, you think that there is another caller. That other caller also calls. And you will see a clear manifestation of the reward of the other caller in your pocket. And you think that by God, you have to Come on, go with the crumbs of the excuses that we have to give. And yet, he sees it feasible to give you another life to respond to the other caller. Indeed, a faithful God who doesn't prosecute us even for our ignorance, but yet rewards us and continue day by day, day by day, day by day, night by night, night by night, whether rain or shine, to give you that life, to ply and earn and get the reward you expect from the other caller. He still does it. He doesn't flinch. He doesn't complain. He will still provide for you in the morning. He will give you that morning deal. He will give you that morning strength. He will give you that morning vision. He will give you that morning... I mean, come on. He will give you that strength to go and render a service even to the other caller. Although, as though he has nothing to offer. But even the one you respond to, he is the same one who takes care of him as well, for all you know. So we need to be reminded, amen, that we have been called. Amen. Amen. So he is not ashamed of his caller. Amen. And he finished by saying this, and I also finished by saying this. I'll go to eight again. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord. Now, testifying is a service. You realize that? So I am not ashamed 
And I'll tell you, do not be ashamed as well. Amen. And you hear that? Of me as a prisoner. Amen. Because he's a prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And he says something here. Who? Who has saved us? Who has done what? Who has saved us and called us to his holy life? Who has saved us and called us? Amen. Saving and calling are two different things, you know. Who has saved us and called us? Amen. I want you to realize that you have been saved. And you have been called by God. I'm talking about God. If you render a service to your employer, we have another employer. And on the next slide, you will see the name of the other employer. Can I see my last slide, please? So now we know who has called us. Church, we know who has called us. And we know who he has called. Amen. Amen. So, so uh, that's a continuation. They said that the, 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 the Almighty God. Okay, have you realized that there's a spelling mistake there? The eye is a mistake. Amen. Sharp eyes. The Almighty God, the through is also a mistake. The Almighty God, through His Son Jesus Christ, has called us who are saved by Christ Jesus for a purpose already pre-designed. Amen. And, and, and he, he called all the Gentiles of whom we are part of. And he also called all in Rome who love God. Why are you here? You love God. If you love God, then you've been called. If you love God, then you've been called. If you don't love God, why would you sit here? Nobody pays you. Perhaps you'll be in my grown-ups by now. You'll be marking the, 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 the hours to line your pocket. But if you love God, of course, where will you be? You'll be here. So you'll be here. You've been called. And why? why? I want you to realize that if you've been called, God loves you. Now, what you need to do is find a gift. Amen. Amen. How do I find my gift? We'll look into that. Our time is fast gone. But I want us to know one thing. Day one, we should all realize that we have been called. How has he called me? He has called you according to the purpose. Amen. So we know who has called us. And we know who he has called. Now don't forget that he even said at some point that if I have to raise stones, I'll raise stones. That means God can call stones. Amen. If we reject him, he will call stones and he's able to do it. Amen. Don't, don't let us provoke God to the extent where he's, he's calling stones because the stones will be flying in the air. And as they fly in the air, you are also walking through that space. It's, if you are not too careful, the stone can hit you one way or the other and that will be another disaster. Amen. And remember, you have to visit the baby Chelsea and Westminster or, or which other hospital or St. Mary's or, or something, St. Mary's or something they call it. Amen. Amen. Church, we have been called. God has called us through his son, Jesus Christ. And if he has called us through his son, Jesus Christ, Christ has also called us. Amen. And we have a purpose for the call. And we'll look into that next week. Let's be on our feet. Amen. Amen. If you are here today, we are reminding us that we've all been called. 
Amen. We will see the reward of the call. You realize that it's very rewarding. Amen. We are part of this life. So, of course, we have to respond to the call of life. But I want us to be reminded that there's another call for the one who gives us life. Amen. And the one who gives us life also expects us to at least render a certain kind of service. But look, that service is not for free. Right? It comes with a reward. Amen. 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 And I believe God will reward you for the service he has called you to render. Amen. So if, if, if man can pay you 120,000 pounds, he said that he, he, he said if man can pay you 120 pounds, 1,000 pounds, right? I am not a man. <laughs> you get the point. I mean, look, if man can give you 120,000 pounds, a man will reward you according to the service you are rendering. I am not like a man who has called. My call will be different, right? If they can give you bread, I would give you more than bread. Amen. That's what he said. So he knows that, well, of course, you have to respond to a call. But let's be reminded that, look, yes, there is a call that we have to but balance the thing up by responding to the other call as well. Amen. Amen. And it pays to respond to that. So you have to double, 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 double. The reward on one side where the, the, the life employer is paying you so much. And when the grace comes on top of you, you realize that what I'm talking about is nothing at all. They will pay you well. And God wants to pay you too as well. Amen. You will get much more. Amen. Amen. I said, you will get much more. Amen. Amen. You are a candidate designed to get much more. You are pre-designed to get much more than those who are there. But if you realize that you are called, you will realize that you will get much more. Amen. Amen. Oh, I said, you will get much more. Amen. You will get much more. Amen. Don't let that guy deceive you. I am saying you will get much more. Amen. I have walked through that life and I know you will get much more. Look, I get much more. I get much more. And I know the same God will bless you to get much more. And I'm talking about the God I have experienced who is giving me much more. Amen. Amen. To make me dream of bigger things that I've never dreamt of. To make me think like, yes, I can have visions that can control billions of pounds because it's nothing after all. It's just paper. He's able to do it. Amen. The same God I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, O oh God. As we come before you, O oh God, I want you to pray that God help me to form a balance. Help me not to form a false balance, but help me to form the right balance. The balance that balances the scale to ensure that I get much more of my, of my, of my work and my service. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, O oh God. We give you all the glory. We pray, Lord, and my master, God, you open our eyes, O oh God. Oh, Father, open our eyes, O oh Lord, my master, God, to see. Now, Lord, my master, oh God, you are the God who rewards us well, O oh Father, O oh God, in this life. And you will reward us, O oh Father, O oh God. Oh, exceedingly abundantly, O oh Father, beyond what we could ever imagine, O oh Father, think of, O oh God. And the glory will come back to you, O oh God. Oh, Father, oh God, the testimony shall roll in, O oh Father, O oh God, because our eyes are open. Oh, Father, break the barrier, O Lord. Oh, break the barrier, O Lord. Oh, break the barrier, O God. Oh, that enemy, my Lord, my master, O God, who closes our eyes, O God. Oh, Father, O God, who closes that door that we will not see, O Father, O God, beyond what you've called, O Lord. Oh, hold that divorce, O God, that we will see your Father and know that you are God, the one who has called. We thank you, O Father, and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www 
lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.